Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with the Instagram account, Dumois, which Love reminds it. me of uh, what Manon. <laughs> I'm doing my French um, accent. I need more of it. Oh my God. <laughs> um, National Treasure starring Nicolas Cage. And- Fabulous cringe mode. Really <laughs> yes. good one. And we're doing some DMs from the good old teabag. Guys, this Love is going to be a good episode. Please follow us on Twitter. We're at Tea Time underscore 33. And then you guys know I love our Instagram account. It's at Tea Time Pod. And we're going to try to like keep up a little bit more, like talking about the DMs you send us and like really airing them out. So just follow us, you know, send us messages. We like to read them. Okay, before we get into the show, let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian, tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. All right, Tea Time is checking in with an Instagram account I literally had no knowledge of up until like two weeks ago. My friend Suhi sent me it, tipped me off. I think all of us now follow it. We're talking about Dumois, which is like very viral right now. People are writing about it. In the pandemic, it's like extremely blown up in popularity. So general info about this Instagram account for those who don't know. Kate, do you want to like take a stab? I can also do this. Sure. So Dumois is a blind gossip Instagram account. And for those of you who don't know, blind gossip sites are like people just send in tips like, oh, you know, I heard I had a, an encounter with Jennifer Aniston one time. She was really nice to my dog. Or, you know, I heard that from a friend who slept with Leonardo DiCaprio that he wears headphones in bed. You know, it's like the the range of topics. (laughs) Um, Blind gossip sites have been around forever. Dumois is kind of like the latest buzzy iteration of it, partially because the woman who runs it does it all on Instagram stories. So all of her tips that come in and she says she gets like 300 to 500 tips a day. She probably posts, what, 75 a day, would you guys say? Maybe more? All day long. I'm on an Instagram account from nine to five. Yes. <laughs> and then longer. Yeah. So she uh, just curates these stories. She tries to post things that she thinks sound real, but it like very much is a disclaimer. It's like, you know, anyone can send these in. So like these are not verified in any way. Right. Um, she has 373,000 followers and she just really, she had the account for a long time, but just kind of turned it into its current format uh, during the pandemic when she had a lot more time on her hands. And yeah, it is absolutely addicting. It's just really great. And it's, I mean, it's legit sometimes and sometimes yeah. it's not, which is really part of the fun. But yeah, it's really great. Amelia, have you followed this account for long? Like who was the one out of Tea Time that has like the most knowledge of this before, like, I don't know, a week ago. Have you followed this before, Amelia? Yeah, well, I think, so my friend sent it to me like a, a month or so ago, I think. And then I think, think you sent a DM to all of us. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, do you follow this Dumois? And you're like, my friend sent it to yeah. me. And I was like, oh, you guys, we should, you should, it's really fun. It's a cool account. And then you all were like, yeah, maybe, I don't know. And then, <laughs> and then I think- sound like us. <laughs> and then I think finally, I don't know what, what it was necessarily. I think I sent something else or something happened. And then you're like, 
okay, I guess we'll try. And then, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, um, and then I think you guys did, uh, you were like, yo, this is really, this yeah. is account is addicting. So and I, now, was, I was the last one on board. Uh, of shockingly. course, <laughs> Mr. Grinch. Yeah. I'm all I, in now. Now a bulk of our group chat and Slack conversations are all around screenshots of this Instagram account. So Kate like talked us through the cut, did this great piece as like general info. And then Paper Magazine also did an interview with this anonymous person, kind of just ran through a lot of the things that Kate, you've already mentioned. Uh, but yeah, the beauty in this account is like, it's the the mundane. It's like Jennifer Aniston's coffee order. It's Timothy Chalamet biking all over New York City. People can't get enough. It's not like, there's some like bigger stories. that's like, this is gonna come out later, XYZ affair. But it's different than like crazy days and nights, which Amelia, I think you follow that I still don't like really know. It's, it's yeah, it's really intense. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like yeah. this is kind of like low level, low stakes stuff, right? For the most part, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are your favorite tidbits that you've seen on this account? There's a lot because there's like a million stories a day. But what is like some of the standouts? I like the things that are so random that you know they're true. You know, like the celebrities you would never think to make something up about or like the specific encounters that like various people have had and where like you kind of know that it's true. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that I really enjoyed is over the past couple of weeks, she's had several several people send in accounts of having seen Will Ferrell <laughs> power walking on a treadmill in a gym wearing his own merch. So like wearing <laughs> sh- like free shirts he got from like movies he's done or and he's just always speed walking like he doesn't run he just speed walks in the gym uh and it's just <laughs> things like that that I you just did not know that just feel right you know but this is god like and then you start thinking that these are bits like Will Ferrell very clearly has a home that with a gym <laughs> right and he's like choosing to go into public so it's a very nice like way to spy on these like weird celebrity lives because I feel like, I mean, the average person doesn't see any celebrity like really <laughs> right. ever. So it's super fun. Like Jason Siegel and a lot of people wrote in about him, used to be like a very active community member of <laughs> Ojai, which is like a very small town in California, kind of like two and a half hours away. Very small. Like it's kind of like a vacation destination, like for Southern California. But yeah, he used to be like a participant and like watch the local theater performances and like was like a very active member of this very small community in California, which is again, so random. It has to be true. Right. And I just love <laughs> the idea of him like walking these <laughs> tiny streets engaged in this community. Really great. <laughs> the other tidbit that like actually knocked me Whoa. off my feet was she kind of creates this world with like nicknames um, of like repeat either offenders or write-ins or whatever. <laughs> so she calls, so STT is one of those things where it's like known in the world of Demois. And it's in reference to Adrian Grenier because <laughs> one time a woman slid into his DMs and she sent him a selfie of her drinking a smoothie and he blocked her because she was drinking out of a plastic straw. Wow. And oh this my God. is not the first time that he has done this. Apparently, like uh, like one or two other times, he's gotten really pissed about the straw usage of like women Good in his DMs. So now she calls him STT, which has saved the turtles, which I just really enjoy. <laughs> it's the Dumois like mythology. Exactly. You know, it's the world building of Dumois. Exactly. And then the other last thing I kind of really get a kick out of is like all the TikTok drama, of course. There's a lot of like rumors about these relationships being super manufactured and I 100% believe them. <laughs> yeah, all the all the fake relationship stuff uh, yeah. is really good as well. There was one uh, a couple weeks ago about a, it was a blind item, but it was about a an A-list male star and a rising uh, female star who had been going on a lot of walks uh, <gasps> and... <laughs> Uh, haven't been seen much lately because it went on for a lot longer than they thought that it would. So they're reorganizing their strategy. Oh, shit. Really enjoyed that one. Wow. Wow. Wait, COVID went on much longer? Yeah, literally, yes. Damn. Amelia, what do you like on Demois? I'll be honest, you know, I just love reality TV stars um, and because I'm trash, but also because <laughs> they give some good Bachelor updates. I'm just mm-hmm. like too in this world. And I just I'm loving the Dale updates, Dale <laughs> on dates updates. If you know who Dale is, um, Kate doesn't because she doesn't watch. But I do because uh, I'm on Dumois. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, yeah, true, true. Um, Dale 
Moss, who ran away with Claire Crawley, the Bachelorette, for this the first portion of the Bachelorette this season. And they're saying that he's been on dates with random ladies in New York City. And someone even decided to call out his name just to make sure it was him. And he looked and it was a blonde lady that was not Claire. Oh. Yeah, he's been photographed everywhere. But then, then so you read that stuff and then like they were just photo paparazzi, quote unquote, like walking the streets of, I think, New York, like kissing in like probably Central Park or some dumb thing. (laughs) Right. It makes me very dubious about all this shit. Are there any celebrities now that we spent all day on it that are just written about too much and like you'd actually prefer less of that content? There are some celebrities where I'm like, why are people sending in tips about this person? I don't care yeah. who or what or where they are. Uh, one of them is Dave Portnoy, who I like <laughs> just barely have an understanding oh of who that is. But I know yeah. he's not a celebrity. Uh, yeah. And you are you just can't make me go from like, oh, I have this crazy story about Brad Pitt to Dave Portnoy is in Kentucky at a bar. Like, I just can't. I don't need to know so that. True. No one a does. Lot of, a lot of Dave Portnoy yeah. Kentucky stories. Why? Oh my God. Who cares? And that name, yeah. Dave Portnoy? <laughs> like, are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, I'm right just, now? I just swipe right through those ones. Yeah. As you should. Also, okay. I don't know if you guys will agree with me. I'm pretty sure maybe Amelia will. <laughs> the amount, in, and it feels like mostly young women, who write about Timothy Chalamet biking all over New York City every goddamn day, taking yeah. a blurry photo of him two blocks away of his, like, a hoodie that they also saw later that day on a different, like, little Instagram. Everyone's stalking Timothy Chalamet yeah. in, like, the West Village or wherever the hell he is, and it's got to stop. Let him ride his bike. Let him chill. It's a lot. It's too It's like, okay, <laughs> it's let me know if he lot. does anything else. But the right. bike riding, we get it. I know it's dry out there with celebrity news, but like him going on another bicycle ride on a Tuesday, I don't need to know about. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is Dimwan, your guys' opinion, better or worse in its current format than like the usual blind gossip way? I don't have a lot of knowledge <laughs> on like other methods, um, but I feel like you guys do too. Like what makes this account stand out? I love the Instagram stories format because like the other sites are like actual websites. To mm-hmm. my, I mean, I know, I think other places are like on Twitter and TikTok, but like, I just think Instagram stories, you're just swiping anyway, just like not really believe it. Nothing is quite real on Instagram anyway. You know, mm-hmm. everything is taken <laughs> with a grain of salt mm-hmm. and it just seems like the perfect execution. They disappear in 24 hours. Like you never remember yeah. what specific, the specifics were. you just know that you heard one time that Jennifer Aniston is nice to dogs. You know what I mean? It's like, it's <laughs> just, it's, it's ephemeral. And it just disappears and there's just leaves behind a, a little like legend, a little memory. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. Yeah, I agree. Although with the amount of things that they get, Kate, aren't you a little dubious about like just anyone can submit a story? Like she even acknowledged this in her paper magazine interview where she was like, this is why it's unverified. And it's just kind of like out in the world. You can do with it what you will. Cause she sometimes thinks that like publicists will send her yes. like a very targeted story, quote unquote. So I always like take things with a grain of salt, although I'm, I'm very naive. So absolutely. And I like also that she provides commentary. Like sometimes she'll be like, do you guys think this is true? And include something that she got mm-hmm. or like yeah. she'll do, she'll send something. And then like, if somebody sends a contradictory story, like it, it went back and forth on, on a couple people, like in the past couple of <laughs> weeks, like Amy Schumer got, <laughs> absolutely lambasted with like Emma Watson (laughs) Emma Watson had people were like she was an asshole to everyone on the set of Little Women and then other people were like that's not true I've worked with her before she's been really nice and she like posts I think both sides of everything which is nice because it's not just like she's deciding that Amy Schumer is an asshole and so she's like just gonna post those so I like that you get the good and the bad stories so you can kind of like create a fuller uh you know illusion of whoever Image these people someone, are but yeah yeah but yeah I'm definitely there are certain ones that I'm really dubious of that do seem just like too out there or like too planted wow. by by certain places that is really funny I actually that reminded me I have like I've heard Emma Watson stories and I've heard like one really good one and really bad one and this was like <laughs> a few years ago so I you mean, know it just shows that complicated people are people, really complicated yeah. and I Who appreciate among us that doesn't have good and bad stories <laughs> about them, <laughs> yeah of you know? course right definitely you know and I also like how it's really easy to submit the gossip too. you just dm this woman And, you know, what I like about it more than just like the blind item format is that it's just kind of a submission to like and sometimes like you said before, these aren't blind. They're like actually like I saw Jennifer Aniston, (laughs) you know, feeding a goat at a party or something like that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, and I think also 
to the whole point where it's easier to kind of take everything in and it disappears for 24 hours. Old blind item websites, which like, I don't know if you got, I mean, I used to go on them a lot and I just, it was hard. You know, I'm really bad at guessing and I would just get really (laughs) frustrated and just close my browser and be angry. Yes, Amelia. Yes. I, the riddles of these oh. stupid blind items, it's why I can't gauge them. And exactly. we're about to go into more reasons why I hate riddles in the next category. But <laughs> the riddles of like, this, and like there's a little code name and a little secret. Yes. It takes you yes. brain power. Give me their coffee order. Give me their oh like my whatever. God. Pizza toppings. Yes. Uh, don't make me guess. What's don't, celebrity gossip? Don't make me guess. And also it's like each person has a different way they categorize actors by like A-list, B-list. So your A-list uh, could be different yes. than mine. And you know what? I, and I, I just, and also, sorry, not to really get into this, but I was more into this like in <laughs> high it. school. And uh, Ted Casablancas from E! Back in like the 2000s had, I'm not even joking, look this up, Google Toothy Tile. I want to know who Toothy Tile is. And I've been wanting to know for 15 years. Okay, thank you. But also, wow. yes, see Dan, Crazy Days That was a that went nice. unsolved. For yes, you? Toothy Tile is like this. It's a it's a blind item cold case. We don't know who Toothy <laughs> Tile is. That's I just want to know who Toothy Tile is. Amelia, re up this story. I want our listener input. <laughs> I want to figure this who out for you. I want closure tile. for you. You should send it to Dumois and be like, can you find <laughs> out who Toothy Tile is? Exactly. It's like I don't even care about blind go- item gossip from today. I just want it from like. 15 years ago. I want to know who Toothy Tile is. I want to go through the archives of Crazy Days and Nights. You guys yeah. need to go there. I mean, yeah. it's pretty, it's like a blog spot website. <laughs> it's <laughs> almost as bad as Reality Steve's website. It's just... Teabaggers, this is Amelia's cry for help. <laughs> help us figure Please. out this riddle. We'll post it somewhere. Yeah. yeah. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Okay, let's do it. Let's dive right in. More riddles. We're doing cringe mode, National Treasure, a 2004 classic. How this came to be every week is a mystery to me. <laughs> Whose idea was this? Was it? We got suggestions for this okay. on social media. And then this week we were like, what should we do for cringe mode? It was like Monday. And I was feeling more patriotic than I have for the past four years. And I said, what if we did National Treasure? Because America sucks less now. Uh, So we did National Treasure. Because why not? Everyone needs a little Nick Cage in their lives every now and then. Hell yeah. Yeah, Cringe One knows no genre, knows no bounds. We'll no. cover literally we can, anything. We can do movies starring men sometimes. Yeah. Like yeah. One, once every 30 pods. 
Yeah, there are no rules here. Okay, <laughs> let's do, I feel like everyone honestly knows the plot of National <laughs> Treasure. It like might not even be worth talking about. Nicolas Cage has to steal the Declaration of Independence. Then there's a wild goose chase, a lot well, of that's action. It. Yeah. Is that it? Like that's he's like it. A, a, a treasure yeah. hunter or whatever the yeah. hell he calls himself? Okay. Yep. <laughs> that's it. He is a treasure hunter. <laughs> let's do the highlights because there oh. are so many. Go ahead, Amelia. Yes. You know, this movie's PG. And honestly, for a PG movie from Disney, this is a legitimately solid heist slash thriller. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb and say the sequel is actually even better. No, I haven't watched the sequel. Oh, I I really enjoyed the sequel. (laughs) Should Um, we do it for cringe mode? I think we'll, we'll think about it. Okay. Um, the, but the plot is fun. Like stealing the Declaration of Independence. That's a fun plot. I don't know. So and, good. You know? And also yeah. I really like, because it is PG and they can't really swear, they have moments where like the Harvey Keitel character, like Nicolas Cage ends up in the river and he has to be, and he's like, you know, in any other movie be like that fucking guy. But he's like that smart fish, which is like, What? <laughs> Just because you can't swear. So. Right. We watch this all on Disney Plus, which says a lot. <laughs> yeah. That says all does. you need to know. <laughs> My highlight from this movie is that it basically invented the concept of galaxy brain because yes. Nick Cage, when he gets these clues, he goes into like these monologues where he sits down and he's like the iron pen. And then he's like, it can't just be an iron pen. The pen is capitalized, so pen is a name, and iron represents blood. And in the 18th century, blood represented <laughs> blah blah blah. And then he like spouts off like 17 different historical facts, and then finds out that Iconic. it means like I don't know some random city somewhere. And he, it's just incredible to watch other people watch him do this, mm-hmm. uh, and just have them be like, "What is this guy doing?" <laughs> and it's really, really funny and really great. And just nobody but Nick Cage, you know, nobody else could Truly. pull it off. That personally is a low light, but we could talk about that. We'll get um, to that. My personal we'll opinions that. later. Yeah. Um, what else? And then my other highlight is just an iconic moment in cinema. They're mm. in uh, wherever the Declaration of Independence is kept. They're looking at it. <laughs> and the concept is there's a map on the back. Somebody else is going to steal it. So he has to take it in order to protect it. Another right. galaxy brain moment. Uh, <laughs> and he's just looking at it and the music swells and he goes, I'm going to steal it. And then he just walks away and fuck poor yeah. uh, poor Justin Bartho is with him. Is like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, and all, that that moment is bested only by the gift shop gag where he gets mm. out after the declaration heist. He tries to walk through the gift shop with the Declaration of Independence and he has to pay for it because the woman working there thinks that he was trying to shoplift a fake Declaration of Independence. Right. Just iconic gag. So good. Really He's, good. It's just so his... His role is ripe for parody. And one of my mm-hmm. favorite parodies is um, Andy Samberg's impression of him on yes. SNL. Have you guys ever seen that? Yeah, I mm-hmm. watched it after you put it in here. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> he died. No, it's really, and he just, he's, oh my God, I love Andy Samberg. But um, he's just so funny. And he, there's a way he says, look out. And it just, I don't know, it kills me. I think it's so funny. But anyway, yeah. I think a through line of like all of these categories is just like Nicolas Cage just transcends in so (laughs) many ways. Um, I also do think that Justin Bartha provides a certain je ne sais quoi Mm. to this dynamic. I actually think there's more sexual tension between Justin (laughs) Bartha and Nicolas Cage as like the tutor, tutee Mm. kind of than perhaps like (laughs) Nicolas Cage with Diane Kruger, the love interest, which I know, Amelia, you kind of agree with me on. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Justin Bartha, just a great addition to this movie and like ensemble, I would say. Really good comic relief. Also, it takes a lot to have like a two-man heist. Like usually yes. in a heist movie, you want a bunch mm-hmm. of people like working on it. Right. And Justin Bartha has to be like the tech guy, the comic relief, the guy who's in his ear. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Ocean's need- 13 could literally never. Oh, literally Nicholas never. He's, two. He's playing so many roles, play, yes. uh, doing so many things <laughs> and he pulls it all off. He does. Um, as for some low lights, you guys know I got to get specific. <laughs> The man's name is Benjamin Franklin Gates, which like <laughs> is revealed very early on in the movie. And I just, I know that it's like a family thing. His whole lineage right. is like these treasure hunter truther people. But I just feel like that was a bit on the nose. Luckily, a little bit. No yeah. one refers to him as Benjamin Franklin Gates. It's like only a couple times through the movie. But yeah, I just feel like they could have maybe made it a little bit more subtle. Maybe make that the riddle. Also, the name Treasure Hunters that they use, <laughs> that's a little on the nose. Is yeah. that right? Get, I, like, I kind of know it is, I think. I'm okay. pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also think that the movie, Liz said this kind of before, um, you know, it would have been absolutely fine 
by that I mean better without the romance mm-hmm. going on between Nicolas Cage and Diane Kruger. There was no romance. Nothing. First of all, no it's, sparks. It's no just not believable. Diane Kruger is None. way too hot to be an academic. She's way too hot to yes. be looking at Nicolas Cage in that hairpiece the way that she does. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, And they just have some awkward moments. First of all, she's like, she, they, he steals the Declaration of Independence from where she works mm. and then she catches him and then suddenly she's like on their team and I didn't quite get how that happened. Uh, yes. And then they have like a, an awkward moment where they both breathe on the Declaration of Independence to release the map like because they have to put heat on the map and they're so close to each other and I just can't tell you how much I would not want to smell Nicolas Cage's breath ever in the world <laughs> and that was all I could think about was like damn poor Dan Kruger just getting a face full of whatever whatever is happening with Nicolas Cage at this yeah. moment in time uh, oh. and yeah I just did not enjoy that there were even a couple kisses that they had to do oh. where it's like supposed to be big dramatic they could die they're like in peril and I just I honestly think if you watch it Diane Kruger's back kind of like goes a little bit because she just <laughs> instinctively is like please yeah. she's too good for him <laughs> she's not in the second one right they, she didn't come back I think she is in the second one is oh, she? Sure. yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm pretty sure honestly yeah. good for her good for her <laughs> you know she committed yeah she did she, did. she got that check um, this movie also has big escape room energy. Yes. Don't really like that. (laughs) I like it because the solution and the solve is like kind of right there in the scene. Nicolas Cage Mm. like figures a lot out on the fly, but the whole watching someone and I've actually, to be honest, never been to an escape room. I imagine (laughs) this is what it's like. You're watching one person take charge and basically like spoken word your way through kind of like a sentence or you're like, like what Kate was doing, I kind of don't want to do it again. You kind of piece together all these random ass thoughts that truly have no through line. And then you're like, equals map. And you're like, okay. And I just, the whole riddles thing, I think I'm just maybe not good at it. Oh, I don't like blind item riddles and I don't like uh, national riddles. So I agree. Same. Uh, I think this movie just peaks during the declaration heist. Mm, yeah. I mean, you, I mean, a third of the way into the movie, they steal the declaration of independence. How are you going to top that? And they, I don't think that they do. Then they spend the rest of the movie like running away with the Declaration of Independence. Uh, yeah. But you can't put the heist a mid, like midway through the movie and then expect it to get better after that. I just don't think that's possible. The heist is always the best part of any movie that includes a heist. And yeah, it just doesn't recover the momentum. Totally. I, I think that's why you need to watch Book of Secrets. But yeah, sorry. Anyway. Is okay, Book of I Secrets the second it. one? Yes, yes. Okay. okay, okay. Well, yeah, to be honest, my memory of this movie was that the whole movie was the heist. And then it was like 35 Same. minutes. And I was like, <laughs> interesting. What happens now? Um, <laughs> talking about that very heist and just Justin Bartha basically like pulling a lot of strings. He is in the van as Nicolas Cage is inside um, about to steal it. Doing a lot of heavy lifting. Right. Did you guys notice that Justin Bartha had no camera set up he only had an earpiece and like Nicolas Cage had no I just think with the technology and the the level of security that they needed to break through and Justin Bartha's like what are you looking at what was that what's that noise and I'm like Justin set up like a cam like on his suit it feels like yeah. even in 2004 we were capable of that right. kind of espionage you would hope right? yeah that didn't feel that accurate <laughs> very authentic no not at all <laughs> um last lilight my last low light, I just have to run this by you guys. I could be wrong, but this is a PG movie. Mm. And at the end of the movie, you know, they've won. They found the treasure. They have their house. Justin Martha rides off in a red car. <laughs> and Diane Kruger hands Nick Cage a piece of paper. And he's like, she's like, it's a map. And he's like, to where? And she gives him this look, like a very like raised eyebrows look. Wow. And then like scampers off into their house, their shared house, because now they're together. And Nicolas Cage looks at the map and like does like a little like jolt and then like dashes after her into the house and is like map to where you'll have to find out. That's a sex joke, right? I guess. (laughs) Does this movie end with a sex joke? That's what I'm asking. 100%. Is the map to the bedroom? That's absolutely what it implies. Yes. He dashes after her into that house with the speed of a thousand cars. Didn't love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just think, I just don't know that I enjoyed that. That's oh quite the choice God. to end a yeah. uh, family film. I think, you, yeah, he was like, what's the treasure? Or like, what's at the end of right. the Yeah. And it was yeah. this weird, sultry look. And I was just like, you, you deserve better, Diane Kruger, than <laughs> 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 That's the takeaway. Um, oh. Agreed. Okay. 
What has aged the best and the worst in your guys' opinion? Amelia, you want to take it first? Yeah, you know, this is neither good nor bad. You could make an argument for either. But rewatching this movie, it kind of gives me like a 2000s procedural drama on Fox or CBS. Kind of like, have you ever seen House? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like House or Numbers with a three. Do you remember I've that? I've also one? seen Numbers. <laughs> yeah. Even the background music is like one of those like, dun, 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 you know, and you're just like, oh, yeah. And then they have the galaxy brain stuff going on. There's always like yes. a servant guy. And it's just like, oh, wow, this is yeah, like, that's this could the have been connection is like everyone else is watching the genius, like come up with some yeah. sort of insane right. theory. Everyone doubts him. And then he's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. it's definitely that format, mm-hmm. you know, which is just mm-hmm. like now looking back, I was like, yeah, OK, uh, this <laughs> yeah. wasn't as like cool as I remember it being. Right. It's fine. I would say this aged the worst. I know this is a controversial take. Nicolas Cage has not aged well in the 16 years since this film. Physically. <laughs> he right. has physically just melted. Uh, well. And he looks great in this movie, I thought. I was like, wow, Nick Cage, like you're an action star. You go get that girl. Not like good enough for Diane Kruger. Good, yeah. But like, you know, to a certain extent. Sure. Yes. Uh, and then I looked him up. I looked up Nicolas Cage 2020 and it was just really tough. It's a tough. Uh, I know it's been 16 years. That's a long time. But, you yes. know, Tom Cruise still looks good. Yeah, in my head, Nicolas Cage actually still looks like the national treasure Nicolas Cage. I think it's something <laughs> about his performance is so cemented in my brain. I mm. can't see anything else. Maybe it's a dash of Andy Samberg as well, who's younger. So like, <laughs> his face is also in there. But I don't want to Google image Nicolas Cage. Don't, don't. Yeah. You don't want yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, what else? Also age the worst. Uh you know, this year, like especially with Hamilton, there's been a lot of reckoning with the founding fathers and, mm. you know, this things they were people and they were a product of their time and they weren't, you know, perfect people as this movie uh, thinks that they were. And there's a line in this movie where they, they come into this huge, you know, treasure room and somebody goes, how did they build this? You know, obviously, like they were in the whatever, 1700s. Mm. And someone goes, same way they built the pyramids in the Great Wall of China. And I 1,000% thought they were going to go slave labor. Oh my and they God. didn't. They just stopped there. Like apparently, mm-hmm. you know, the ingenuity of human creativeness. I don't know. But yeah, there was just no, wow. you know. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, oh my God. No acknowledgement pregnant. of that. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very pregnant pause and almost like to add like depth and like weight to this like amazing site. And I was like, yeah, but... Yeah, but. Who built it? <laughs> no. Who built yeah. it? Yeah. Right. Uh, right. So yeah, just, you know, this movie is, you know, all about America and the founding fathers and just building sure. them up. And I would say that as a concept has not aged particularly well. Right. Sure. Perhaps this was sure. too patriotic for us this week. A little yeah. bit. A little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. And also it's aged the worst was my viewing experience. Let me um, take you back to 2005. I was in fifth grade. And I was coming back from a field trip on a Greyhound bus to mm. National Landmark the Rainforest Cafe in oh. Chicago, Illinois. Uh, and, you know, we were like 50 kids on a bus wow. and they put on the movie National Treasure. I had never seen it. On and the bus? Course, if you're on the bus, you know, those like six inch screens where there's like one screen every three oh, rows yes. and like you can kind of yes. see it and you can kind of hear the one behind you, but you can't do both. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was how I first watched National Treasure. And I just think if you have not watched National Treasure on the way back from the Rainforest Cafe... Uh, mid 50 screaming kids you just haven't really experienced it uh mm-hmm. so this it just didn't hit the same this time Interesting. around yeah. i'm gonna provide a counter argument and say my part which age the best right after because it makes sense to say it okay. now i think this is an eternally good movie to watch with your family with your kid yeah. cousin with like a roommate when you're bored and you kind of want like a comfort watch but on a little like thrill i just i yeah. just think it's a good rock solid movie option for eternity there's not a it's lot true. that like has, like, there's not a lot of CGI or anything like that. That's, that's like, true. Like that. Practical yeah. effects. That's the move. <laughs> Agreed. And yep. Amelia, what's the last thing? Oh, you know, I don't, I just, the whole daylight savings time was invented <laughs> around World War One. Like, that's where I learned that little fact was from this movie. And I actually used it the other week with my friend, but I said World War Two accidentally. <laughs> so I guess it, it didn't super hold up. It got but. you halfway there. Halfway. Yeah. yeah one yeah. of the world wars, you know, so <laughs> it's fine. Okay. You guys, who is your MVP pick for this movie? <laughs> I mean, Nicholas Cage. Come on. This is That's a Nicholas Cage movie. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's on the poster. He's the yeah. guy everyone remembers stealing the declaration of independence. It's just, it wouldn't be half the film. 
without him. So right. it is. Just gotta he's give legitimately to pretty good in it, actually. He oh, he's a good yeah. actor. Yeah. yeah. And he's just and just I think people also ironically are like, oh, National Treasure. Love that movie because it's Nicolas Cage. And that's like mm-hmm. kind of right, which is not necessarily a great thing. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know what? I don't know if I would have enjoyed this movie with really anyone else, but mm. we'll get to that later. We'll get yeah. to that in a moment. Um, yeah. My MVP, I was going to say, was Justin Bartha because I had such a crush on him and his dumb glasses. <laughs> the first time that I saw this on the Greyhound bus, uh, nice. you know, he's just like fun and charming and young. Unfortunately, upon rewatching, now it's Sean Bean for me. Uh, <laughs> wow. Sean Bean is the bad guy in this movie. It's pretty young Sean Bean. Very like, uh-huh. yeah. you know, 16 years before Game of Thrones, etc. I guess 10 years before Game of Thrones. And uh, he's got this horrible long blonde hair. His name's Ian. He's a bad guy. He shoots a lot of people. He's really mean. And I, I was like, hello, Sean Bean. What's <laughs> wow. up? What's up? <laughs> Yeah, I I think I would have probably said something different the first time I watched this, but now <laughs> my answer is Diane Kruger. There is something so otherworldly and mm. and just like mysterious and kind of like global about her. She transcends this mm. very basic American movie. And maybe <laughs> it's because I've watched a lot of like international movies. Sure. I know how many languages she speaks, whatever. <laughs> um, I just gotta give it to her and shout out to her chewed ass cuticles. There is a close up <laughs> of her holding this thing. And I cannot believe I like really just, I don't know. It's very clearly like Diane Kruger's hands. Oh and God. while this was probably not like a production decision and just maybe an oversight, I was like, yes, this is a real woman with real anxiety, which is <laughs> her cuticles. Oh my so, yeah. God. That not a lot of things like really make my stomach turn, but like chewed <laughs> cuticles. That's like, so painful. <laughs> I would do it, but I don't have that high of a pain tolerance. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, Okay, let's do the lightning round. Who came up with these? I think it's Amelia. Amelia, fucking go for it. Okay, could this movie have starred anyone but Nicolas Cage? And I said, honestly, maybe Tom Cruise in another universe. I think he's the closest one. He's the closest, like, over-the-top. Yeah. Action star, but also kind of a caricature of himself. Right. Yeah. I think it has to be someone goofier than Tom Cruise, though, because like he's (laughs) an academic, you know, he's like a nerd. He's Mm. trying to convince people that there's a map on the back of the Declaration of Independence. He's spouting off these monologues. And like Tom Cruise is fucking crazy. So like he could do like a crazy monologue and he could get that part of it. But I think he also has to just be like really goofy and smart. Right. And I don't know. I don't know if Tom Cruise has that in him. I see your Tom Cruise and I raise you a Viggo Mortensen. That's, that's a good so one. Lord of the Rings, Viggo Morton energy, mm. but more like Hildago. Where he's like the <laughs> underdog <laughs> and needs to fucking get it done. And he does oh against Hidalgo. all odds. That is around this time period. But he is oh like right God. off like mid Lord of the Rings. Uh, right. when this movie that's came actually, out. That's a great one. That's a really good choice. Thank I think you. he's too hot. I disagree. I think Viggo Mortensen <laughs> too was too hot. Speak for yourself. Some people think. <laughs> At this point in time, post-Aragorn, okay. too hot. Whatever, wow. Kate. That's my take. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, if you could build a ride at Disneyland using the same, uh, using a scene from this movie, what would it look like? And I said it would be the scene when they're all in the cave with Sean Bean and the other evil people and all the floors are falling out from underneath them. Do you remember that scene? And it would just be like one of those like, whoa, rides where it's like it would be really good for promotional videos, I think, you know, and it just and people would be like, oh, my God, it's scary. And you'd be like in a little (laughs) cart. You'd have to be in carts. Which is fine. Totally. But like, yeah, yeah, with like family members and it would just be like kind of rickety, but also fun. And there would be falling rocks, but they mm. you know, <laughs> wouldn't hit you. Yeah, it'd be like kind of Indiana Jones, the Indiana mm. Jones ride, but like 2.0. This totally. movie like like really low key ripped yeah. off Indiana Jones, just for the record. You know what? Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I feel like the other action sequences like don't really lend themselves to ride like <laughs> sprinting true. through a Philly graveyard and like right. nose diving in, off of a bridge into a body of water. So I completely agree with your choice, Amelia. You. Yeah. And I uh, I wrote mine before Liz put hers in, uh, but I also had an escape room in mind. I don't know if Disneyland does like escape that. rooms, but I mean, it they just should. automatically lends itself to the escape yeah. room format. That so. one's free, Disney. Yeah, I honestly, I honestly feel like this movie could be remade in like the next several yes. years. It's just ripe for. Yeah, I mean, content. if Gossip Girl can have a reboot, <gasps> so can National Treasure. We'll what talk can't about that say. in a second. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, who was the best cameo slash second character appearance? And this is out of John Voight, Harvey Keitel, Christopher Plummer, or Eric King, who was Dokes from Dexter. Do you remember that? I didn't watch Dexter, so okay. no. Well, then never uh, mind. Just tell me your person. But I know you were <laughs> excited about that. Sorry to bring you down. It's okay. Uh, basically, I said that I would believe literally any story Christopher Plummer told me. He is yeah, Nicolas Cage's grandpa. He's only in the very beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. He tells him about this treasure. And then Nick Cage spends his entire life trying to find the treasure. <laughs> and I just think I would be skeptical if anyone but Christopher Plummer was telling me this in his very deep voice, like staring yes. at me with his eyes. Yeah. I'd be like, wow, damn, I too will dedicate my life to finding this treasure. <laughs> yes, I think that's a great answer. I agree. Um, but I will say it was fun to see Dokes from Dexter. Okay, sorry. Yes, Happy for Liz. you. <laughs> Thank you. I, um, I wrote in an answer and no, I, I know that this. that's not allowed. But no, I, this is great. My pick for cameo is a woman named Annie Paris or Paris. She had one single line in National <laughs> Treasure. She was like one of the FBI agents who came to, you know, assess the scene after Nicolas Cage steals the Declaration of Independence. But she is the one of the best friends in How to Lose a Guy oh. in 10 Days. And How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days was in 2003. And then this movie was 2004. So it's kind of a a step down since she only had one line and maybe she got parts cut out. Maybe it was supposed sure. to be a bigger role. <laughs> Saw that woman was like, I know her. Unfortunately, not a lot of other IMDb credits. Um, well, got a couple movies. But yeah, I really enjoyed seeing this random actress who I love. That's nice. I like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. And then finally, what is the worst wig slash hairstyle <laughs> out of John Voight's wig in the opening scene, Nick Cage's hair piece throughout the entire film, and Sean Bean's <laughs> bleached blonde oh they're all so bad yeah uh i gotta give it to the cage hairpiece just the listen he dives into water (laughs) he gets like trampled by like dust and dirt it goes like it it survives (laughs) diane kruger's hands it survives a heist it's been through a lot and it came out the other side looking almost as bad as it started. So <laughs> I got to give it, I got to give it to the cage hairpiece. Do you think there were several hair pieces used throughout the film or was it just one? I would say several, unless he wears one like all the time, like 24 oh, seven. Yeah. yeah we uh, don't I don't know. Maybe he brought it from home. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> uh, that could have happened. Probably several. I would say several. Yeah. Sure. I, I'm going to argue that the hair piece is like, it's just like, that's a given to Nicolas Cage. So, I mean, as yes, I agree. It was pretty bad, but the John Voight wig in the beginning where he was trying to be quote unquote younger and it was like mm-hmm. PC and like maybe not like white. It was like, I think brownish blondish. It was just like unexpected. I was like, Oh, so this is how you're making him younger. You're not going <laughs> to give it to an, a whole different actor. You're just going to be like, here, we found this uh hair piece in the uh, costume department and you're going to put it on and then you're just going to make a little cameo. And then like, then we'll, we'll get rid right. of it later. You know, right. yeah. All of these hair pieces had such great volume. <laughs> like I could not get over that they all, like, truly have been blown out. Which yeah. I'm choosing to believe in this world. Nicholas Cage does every morning before he like goes on another <laughs> little adventure of his. So I can't choose. My answer is all of them and their volume. That's it. Drop that routine. Okay, let's move on to the next category. Let's do tea times unanswerable questions, and then we got one more bonus category after that. Mm. So, Kate, start us off. All right, we're going to burn right through these. Uh, yeah. The weekend is doing the halftime show. They just announced it. My unanswerable question is, is The weekend a big enough deal to do the Super Bowl halftime show in 2020, 2021? I say no. I say no. I I mean, they someone thought he was, I guess. I, I mean, <laughs> you know, I think we talked about this in Slack, but a lot of his songs are ex- pretty explicit. So yeah. I don't really right. know how they're going to pull this off. That's one part of it, too. Just like he's popular with a totally different demographic than watches the Super Bowl. Like it would make more sense to me if they were like the who are coming back to do it again. I'd be like, that's stupid. But also like everyone who watches the Super Bowl knows them. I just I don't know if the average Super Bowl watcher can name three songs by the weekend. Obviously, he has huge songs like he's extremely popular, but like, I don't know. He's not Bruno Mars. You know, I just true. I also feel like, like, yeah, insert John Bon Jovi for like the ninth time. Right. Like the weekend, yeah. you're right. It's very famous. Like, t- I mean, his songs on TikTok have really blown up. He's like very, <laughs> very, very popular. But yeah, I agree. Not a very, I don't know. Super it's a weird. It's a weird fit sure. for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll see. He'll be good. He's a good performer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right, next question. I just want to, I just finished finally watching Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I 
am a big fan mm. of the show, but I was putting off the final season, the fourth and final season, and I just finished it. And I was thinking, you know, why aren't more TV shows just four seasons long? It just, you know, just don't let them get bad, kind of. Yeah. I, I don't know if you guys know this, but I used to watch Supernatural and it's on like oh. its final 15th <laughs> season right now. <laughs> And I bailed after season five, which felt yeah. like See? I've seen so much Supernatural and exactly. I haven't even seen a third of the show. Like no one will start Supernatural in 2020 and be like, great, 15 seasons. Like, here we go. This is the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, it should be four or under. That's how I feel yeah. about Grey's Anatomy, which like last oh. night there was some huge reaction because of there's some spoilers. But yeah, basically like everyone on Twitter was talking about it again. And I was like, how we're really here? I watched five seasons of that show back in high school. And we're still like being like very surprised by Grey's Anatomy. It's fucking crazy. It's that just too much. Of, it's like the bar for entry is way too big on these shows that have an insane <laughs> yeah. amount of seasons. Yeah, yeah. I can't do it. Um, on that note, talking about TV, are you guys going to tune into the Gossip Girl reboot? I had no idea this was even happening until there's a photo of the new yeah, cast same. on the stairs of the Met, right? <laughs> and it's like the very classic Gossip uh. Girl background. Very different cast, much more diverse, which is great. And a lot of the creators have talked about that. And they're like leaning into the modern mm-hmm. experience. It sounds as though these people will still have like a great amount of privilege. They'll be like, you know, the rich elite New York yeah, people yeah, yeah. with like the Dan Humphreys um, also in there. So yeah, it'll be a different, much better, much more improved show. But are you guys mm-hmm. going to tune in? This is like kind of like our our high school days, at least for me. Yeah, I just, I would say yes, but I think I might just be past the Gossip Girl phase in my yeah. life. Like I loved it at the time and I still like nostalgically have joy for it. But yeah, I might, I might watch it. I might give it a shot, but I'm not optimistic. I have to say. Yeah. The other thing it's like talking, you know, obviously social media will play such a role in it. And that's also been talked about by the new creators. And it's just like, yeah, I know. Like it kind of, I can kind of uh, assume Gossip Girl was really cool because social media was like not that big. And it was like this Mm -hmm. also kind of like blind item or whatever they name names, but like a gossip website. Now it's like, what, are you going to take a Snapchat? And then it's like, oh, I don't know. I want to plot about that. Right. Yeah. I agree. And is this going to be on like the CW? It's actually a fantastic question. I don't know. I literally saw this photo, read an article from an interview with one of the creators. was like, I would assume. It'll be in spirit, if not actually on the CW. (laughs) To its core will be a CW show. And see, I think if they wanted to really compete with like Euphoria and stuff, they would have Mm -hmm. to bump it up to Showtime, you know? True. And I also don't know that I want another Euphoria. Well, yeah, The teens don't want the censored shit when they can get the uncensored shit, you know? Right? So true. Exactly. Yeah. So true. Okay, let's do the last category. This is really fun. We haven't, we've done like, you know, mailbags and stuff, but we're just thinking about all the great DMs you guys send us. And it's so much fun to hear from you. So we're going to do like a little, you know, like reaction category to some of the stuff that you've all been sending. Some key takeaways. Amelia, you can definitely speak more to this. Everybody is shopping and I feel so much more comforted than I did. (laughs) Me by my hairbrush and my hand and my whatever the hell. All of you guys are doing crazy things online too. Amelia, how many responses do we get on Instagram about all the shopping? A bunch of responses. Thank you guys. I'm pulling some up right now, actually. Um, It was just great to see. Thanks. You know, and Truly, thank you every time um, you guys DM. We really appreciate it. Uh, I try to respond or at least give you a little heart. So if I don't, <laughs> I apologize. I'm just busy. But um, but just know that every time you write something, if it's, you know, respectable and not <laughs> gross, you will get a heart. You, if you say something that is not very respectful, you will get blocked. Just know that. <laughs> That's a social media professional right there, folks. <laughs> Those are so, the rules. Just fuck around. <laughs> exactly. So all of you men listening. You're yeah. not getting away Call with it, out. sir. You're Call not getting out. away with it. Um, some fun stuff that people bought. I would say we got a lot of like candle things, mm. a lot of nail polish. Um, Marmo the magician, great Instagram name. Uh, she stre- or he, she, they uh, stress purchased mom jeans. That's hell fun. yeah. Nice. That's Me a Liz too. Kelly purchase. Hell <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Um, Danielle Clark nine purchased a Webkins account. Sure. What is a Webkins account? (laughs) Liz, you never had Webkins? No, what is that? Danielle, I want to know if you got the actual Webkins with it or you just bought the account. Because it used to be you bought a stuffed animal and it came with a code and you would go online and like you would have a little world for your stuffed animal and you would play with other Webkins. My little cousins were really into that, yeah. Yeah, I I was into it. So, (laughs) sure. Um, Silvana Onana purchased a mini crock pot 
for queso, which I absolutely love. Oh my God. Just for queso? Like a queso crock pot? It seems like it's just for I queso. I love that she clarified that. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. this is not a very respectable purchase, but I'm only using it for queso. Yes. Only the right? important stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I just felt like very, very happy with like all the things you guys, I thought I was alone in this. I, I no longer feel alone <laughs> for sure. And also like get a lot of good feedback, Camelia, right? Like I talked about yeah. first aid beauty moisturizer. Everyone yes. apparently loves it. So I will probably be stress purchasing that as well. And for like, you know, the one to two people that cared, my white hat actually did not end up working out. It looks quite ugly. Doesn't fit my head right. It's really stiff and large and I just can't do it. So I will be returning that. Aww. Please send a picture yeah. uh, to the group so we Come can on. advise and give yeah. a final word. Sure. I know we need like a close. I need like the internet at large to not see it, but I can like disclose to the tea time contingent. That yeah, at least send it to us. Come on. Okay. Um, and then very quickly, I will continue my shit's Creek quest. Thank right. you guys for the um, input. I guess I guess season three is where it's at and I shall continue. Yeah. I'm halfway through too. So I'll keep you all posted. Just keep pushing through. I also wanted to apologize to Rachel on Twitter who called me out for not recommending Little Mix last week when we did oh. our music recs. Little Mix are still my pop queens. They are better mm. than Fifth Harmony. They always were. They always will be. And wow. they're still out there crushing it. Uh, <laughs> and their new album is really good. So I'm sorry for uh, the oversight. Rectifying it now. Uh, How Stan, Stan Little Mix. <laughs> I think one of my favorite Little Mix moments doesn't even have to do with them singing. It's the Balegna. Have you seen Malegna? <laughs> I know exactly what that is. With, 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 with Jesse, I think it was. Uh-huh. And she's like, do a Jamaican accent. And she's like, uh... Um, <laughs> They're all like, what the fuck did you just say? We'll put that on Twitter. The world needs to see that. (laughs) It's really good. Um, Also, just thank you guys so much for all the cringe mode suggestions. We do read them and we do put them in a giant doc. So don't think just because we didn't do it, we aren't going to do it for the future. Mm -hmm. National Treasure came like months and months ago. So yes, from many people. Take some time. Yes. And it's funny. A lot of you have the same recommendations. So you're all on the same page. So good job. Nice. Um, Yes. Yeah. We just love, we love the teabaggers <laughs> um, or whatever we call them. I guess that's the name. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the name now. No. I'm more comfortable saying that on mic now than I was a couple months ago. So we all are growing. That's growth. Um, that's personal growth. Yes. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Kaya, our beloved producer. Yes. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwell. And I'm Amelia Latimer. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.